0: Hello, Uh, this is episode 23 of the Alfology 2 podcast. How are you? How's it going? Glad you are here and listening. So, a couple of things about the podcast. So, the first thing is I've noticed that the audio quality hasn't been great recently. So, it's a bit echoey in this room because it's all hard surfaces. Very little I can do about that, but I have managed to put cushions and coats sort of everywhere behind the mic. and hopefully that will help a little bit um if it doesn't then i'm sorry but nothing i can do about it for now the other thing is that i can hear my breathing a lot when i I listen back to it so hopefully i'm gonna be able to combat that by holding the microphone a bit further away from my face anyway that isn't what i'm here to talk about what i'm here to talk about is the truth as a concept and I'll be quite well-versed in talking about the truth, bearing in mind I recorded about 20 minutes of this podcast. Oh, but wait, I didn't record it. I forgot to click record. So half of this stuff I've already talked about. A warning, I think it's going to be quite a long podcast. There's a lot of notes on it. I've come up with a lot of stuff. And an important point to note is I haven't done any research. It's all come off the top of my head, which sort of feeds into what the whole podcast is about. So with no further adieu we'll move on so the point of the podcast is i think that the truth isn't real there's no such thing as the truth it's a lie that's been made up so the point of the podcast this week is that there's no such thing as the truth it it doesn't exist or it doesn't exist in reality it exists as a concept so the concept of there being a truth things that are real and things that aren't that that does exist but in terms of reality, we can never really know that it exists because we're humans and we've come up with the concept, but we're unable to achieve the concept. So as far as I can see, realistically, the only way you can know the truth is if you are a person who knows and remembers about everything in the universe in terms both of you know the universe materially and all the events within it both sort of past, present, and future. So you need to know everything that's ever happened to everything in the universe, and then you need to remember it all and understand the context of how that happened. And only then, because you know the truth about anything until then, it doesn't matter how much you know, There's there could be something that you don't know, which means that what you think is true isn't. That's essentially what I'm getting at and theoretically that person who knows all that could exist but they don't and the chances are that they won't so really theoretical truth the concept of the truth can't really exist so we create our own truths and that's what I'm going to talk about how we create our own truths and what is true and what isn't and the fact that I haven't done any research doesn't matter because none of it would be true anyway or some of it would be and some of it wouldn't be but we'll never know so that is Good little sort of move into what we're going to talk about. So the first thing I want to say is, is that truth and, reali- and reality, they're sort of fluid things, aren't they? What's real to one person isn't real to somebody else. We are talking about the human concept of truth here. And that is difficult, that fluidness that that comes with the truth. And that, that basically is mostly what I'm going to be talking about. And part of that fluidness is that all truths, all facts... Shall we say all facts are like Schrodinger's cat, so those of you who don't know what schrodinger's cat is is there's this guy called Schrodinger, don't know his first name should have googled it, but again, this is no research it's all top of my head, so we'll uh' will we'll forgive me there. He was like this f- science guy, I think, and he was into like quantum physics, which is like science but really hard and like really theoretical stuff and using quantum physics he worked out that he, if there's a cat in a box that that cat is both dead and alive until someone opens it and observes it and confirms whether that, that cat is in fact dead or alive so the cat exists in a state of being both alive and not alive at the same time until someone sees whether it's alive or, or, or dead. And that's basically on off the back of quantum theory. And this is my understanding of quantum theory. Which is fucking limited. So bear with me. Quantum theory is about how particles or how matter behaves when it's being looked at versus when it isn't. So when it's observed versus when it isn't. Um, what this is on the back of is like an experiment where sometimes particles behave in one way, but then, and and you can record that, that's like, you can see the effects of what those particles have been doing. But when you repeat the experiment and make those particles do the same thing, but this time you look at them, or you record them as they go, they do something different. So it's like the particles know that they're being watched, and off the back of knowing that they're being watched, they do something different. So the theory is that the particles, because they behave like a wave when they're not being observed. So it's like, they all, they basically make them hit a surface and they hit the surface in, in like a, a horizontal line, which is like what a wave would do. But when you look at them, they don't. They all hit sort of like the similar spot, which is like what a particle would do, like a ball would do. It, it, that would... If you shot that something, you would hit in a specific place rather than a wave, which would hit in lots of places. And basically, the idea is that when the particles aren't being observed, they do everything that they could possibly do. So they hit every single possible point of the surface that they could hit. It, like in theory. And then when you look at it, when when you watch it do it, it does the actual one. So it does the one which actually happened. Whereas when you when you don't look at it. It does all the ones that it could possibly do. So quantum theory is about particles sort of both doing stuff and not doing stuff at the same time. But then they do stuff when you look at it. So what I'm saying is that facts are like the cat. So they facts are both true and untrue until they are confirmed to be true. So until they observed as being true by this person who knows everything about the universe. All facts are both true and untrue in terms of a human concept. If that makes any sort of fucking sense. Because I'm not sure it even makes sense to me. And I wrote it down just then. Although I didn't give up with the ideas. But that is my understanding of quantum physics and cats. And that is my understanding of how the truth relates to those things. Uh, but, so on that thing. So all facts are sometimes tr- uh, are sort of true and then true until they're confirmed to be true. But then, like, if you get people involved in humans, some facts are true and untrue at the same time. Even if you are a human and you are just operating on the the normal perception of truth, which is, yeah, I can see it, so it's there. So if I were to tell you that the sky is blue, most people would say, yeah, that's true, the sky is blue. The sky isn't blue, is it? Sometimes blue. Sometimes it's grey. Sometimes it's black. Sometimes it's orange if there's light pollution. So the sky isn't blue. That's not a true statement. The sky can be blue. Probably would be a truer statement. But if you would say the sky is blue, people would believe that to be a truth. But it it's not. And for example, somebody living on the moon, if they were brought up on the moon, you say what color kind of is the sky? They wouldn't say blue. So... That shows how the truth can be very easily distorted. Uh, And another way in which that can happen is through sort of human perspective and and human perspectives ruin that because people are inherently cunts. That is pretty much what people are. Like, there's, There's not really much denying that. You all know lots of people, if you're listening. The chances are you've met several people and the chances are that you'll be aware that a good level of them are cunts. Probably all of them in some way. So... As a result, humans sort of manipulate the truth and, and their perspective on things manipulate the truth because we're one-eyed and we have an agenda. So I tend to work on the rule, the what I call the 33% rule, which doesn't really make sense because that, that there's a percentage point missing, but it's basically like the three-thirds rule. So there's three-thirds to what anyone is saying to you. You can split what, any fact or anything that anyone tells you into three-thirds. And these third, yeah, okay, it's not a 33% it's, uh, it, it's three thirds. So there are three parts to what everyone says in any sort of context. And the, the one third of that is what they're saying is fiction. So a third of everything you hear from people is probably fiction uh, to, to fit their agenda. So they manipulate the truth into something that isn't for their agenda. You've got a third of it, which is like honesty. So things that they genuinely do believe to be true, i.e. me saying the sky is blue. I do believe the sky to be blue. But obviously honesty is flawed because some of the things that they do believe to be true are wrong. So that distorts even more. And then you've got another third, which is up to sort of like your interpretation based on what you know to be true. So they might be their opinion. Which and you can sort of sort of say whether it's true or not on the basis of what you think. So you've got e- each of those thirds, you got fiction, which you know you know to be not true, which distorts the facts. So you've got honesty, which they believe to be true, but they could they could be wrong or they could be misled, and that causes more clouding of the truth. And then you've got interpretation, which is really up to anybody. It's it's like an opinion, so you know so that means that the truth can't really exist at all in it, if you use that theory. And the the way people talk and the the way people use their language distorts the truth as well. Like it's very easy to distort the truth using language. And people do it on purpose, people do it by accident. But the truth is that huh, fuck I did I just use the phrase the truth is? Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I can't do that because that's not what the podcast is saying. That Nothing is true. Fuck! Okay, so... Fuck, I can't remember what I was talking about. Oh, yeah. Language destroys the truth or makes the truth. So, the human concept of truth is often based on our language because we understand pretty much everything that we hear, all the facts that we know through through language. And there are gaps in language and there are flaws in it. And it, it, it's not completely clear. And we use it to our advantage. And I'll give you some examples. So let's say, for example, I tell a girl to impress her into sleeping with me that I have a 10 inch penis. And she thinks, fucking hell, that's class. And she and she comes back to my my place and we sleep together. And at this point, she identifies that I actually don't have a 10 inch penis. I just have a I don't know, let's say um, nine and a half inch penis, which obviously is definitely true. Um, And she says to me, you don't have a 10 inch penis. You lied. And I say, I didn't lie. I do have a 10 inch penis. She says, no, that's a nine and a half inch penis. So I reach under the bed and I pull out a jar. And in that jar, I have a pickled 10 inch penis, which I don't know, I got from a horse or whatever. I don't know where I've gotten it. I didn't lie when I said I have a 10 inch penis. I do have one in my possession. It's under my bed. But she's assumed, because of the language that I used and the assumption of what I was talking about, that that penis would be attached to me. So, my use of language there, I misled her. And as far as she was concerned, in truth, I had a 10 inch penis. The facts were that I had a 10 inch penis until she saw it. But my truth. Was something different because of the language that I used. I knew that I wasn't technically lying, but I also knew that I was misleading her. So the truth exists in a several different, in several different um, guises. There. So there's my truth, which is that I do have a teenage penis that's under my bed. There's her truth, which is that I have a teenage penis attached to me. And then there's the actual truth, which is sort of somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And it, people use language, that people, you might hear like people who are like psychopaths who get accused of being very cold emotionally. And they'll say, I have a heart. You know, well, oh, fucking yeah, you're alive. Mate. You're fucking pumping blood around. You have a heart. So what you're saying is technically true. Yeah, oh, I have a heart. But you're using it to convey that you have emotions. So you're, you're, you're using language to distort the truth. Yes, it is true I have a heart. But actually, as a psychopath, you don't. You have emotions. You don't have emotions. So that is, again, how language can distort the truth. So the person you're hearing or you're talking to as a psychopath, they hear that you have emotions. But what you're actually saying to them as a psychopath is that I have an organ which pumps blood around my body. So you're using language to create several different truths there. It's a good word, truths. THS is a good, like, a good set of letters. Truths or truths. Good, good, good word. Anyway, that was fucking weird, so I'll fucking move on now. And then, okay, right, this is a good one. So, like, you can create the truth in somebody else's mind. You can create the truth through asking a question, so, like, a leading question. If you don't know what a leading question is it's a question which is asked to either catch somebody off guard and get them to admit to something or to convince somebody else who hears the question that something happened. so the classic leading question is when did you stop beating your wife so the inference there is that you beating your wife isn't in question so if you answer that question you say oh i stopped beating her a year ago they will then say oh, well, you you just admitted to beating your wife. And the, the other purpose of it is when you've asked that question, if someone else hears that question, i.e. a jury normally, that's 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 where leading questions are normally asked, that jury then gets in their head, even before the question has been answered, that this person has at some stage beaten their wife. And that is what leading questions are there for. So leading questions can create versions of the truth without even making a statement, which is quite impressive, really. And, And another thing which can sort of make or destroy the truth and is sort of like when people who are supposed to know what they're talking about get it wrong. So you have experts. So humans in society, we use experts to create the truth. So like if a doctor tells you that you have a cold, then because he's an expert you believe that to be true but when these people make mistakes that means that the truth is distorted on the basis of the opinion of an expert and if they've made a mistake then they've created a truth which wasn't true so something which in the human in human society would be true but in terms of actual facts it's not so i have an example and this is a real life example that happened to me But when I was working as a PI, we put somebody under surveillance. She had a massive insurance claim in for an injury. We put somebody under surveillance and we saw her using a crutch to support her leg, which was allegedly injured, which is a good result for us. That means that, you know, we've confirmed that she is genuinely injured and and she should be sort of paid her claim if if everything else falls into line. That's great. But the lawyer who we, we were working for said... Oh, no, she's using the crutch on the wrong hand. And as a result, we're going to litigate the case, so take it to court. And we're going to deny her the money as far as long as we can. So the insurer who who she was claiming against acted on this advice because she was using the crutch in the wrong hand. And the case was litigated, so either the courts got ready and the opposition lawyers, so that the, the, the woman who was claiming her lawyers got ready on the basis of this truth that she was using the crutch in her wrong hand when under surveillance. Until the surveillance was reviewed again and it turns out that she wasn't using the crutch in the wrong hand. It's just the lawyer didn't know that you use the crutch in the hands of the opposite legs. So if you injure your right leg, you use the crutch in your left hand. And the lawyer didn't know that. She thought you used it on the same side as your injury. And as a result... She got it wrong. So she created the truth there for other people to say that this woman was a fraudster, but she wasn't, which is fucking mad. And that's very rare that sort of stuff happens, and yet experts normally get it right. Um, and that's probably the only notable time that I can ever think of that happening, but it did happen. So the, all these people acted on information which they believed to be true, and it turned out not to be. It was, it, it was a fabrication based on a mistake, um, which is pretty cool there's something else about the truth and it's it sort of links into that person making a mistake or saying things that are wrong or normally saying things that are misleading or uh, saying things that you believe to be true as fact the classic one obviously is I believe in God right so if you believe in God you will often tell people that God exists as if it's a fact it's not a fact it's a possibility and in my opinion, not even a strong possibility, but that's for another time. It is a possibility that God exists, but it is not a fact. So Bertrand Russell has a theory about this, or, an, or a thing about this, or a problem to solve that he says that he has. A, I think it's a red teapot, and his red teapot orbits the sun. And the idea is that this red teapot is God, not actually God. He doesn't believe that God is a red teapot. It's an analogy where the God, his red teapot is the same as God's in terms of it, it, it does it exist or not. So is that teapot real? Is is it true that he has a red teapot, which always the sun? And basically, he's saying that it's true, but obviously it's not true. So you have to use evidence so that's how we we build truths in our lives we, we have to use evidence and his red teapot thing is that it's not other people's responsibility to prove that he doesn't have a red teapot that orbits the sun it's his responsibility to prove that it does same with god it's not atheist's responsibility to prove that god doesn't exist It's Christian's responsibility to prove that he does. And as such, you get into a real muddle with the truth there. Because someone will will say what they believe as if it's the truth. But actually, they need to back it up to, to, to prove what they've said. Although that being said, if scientists had found God by accident, do you think they would have mentioned it? Probably not. If you're looking through a telescope one day in science land, it would be a lab, big telescope looking through, and you see God giving you a wave, probably wouldn't mention it would you? would feel a bit silly. So maybe maybe there is a flaw in that. But yeah, so basically Bertram Russell has this teapot and you have to prove that it he has to prove that it exists. You don't prove that it doesn't exist and that's how the truth works there. Truth has to be backed up by evidence. But my original point if we link it all the way back is that you can never have enough evidence to definitively prove that anything is true. And you do get to points where so many people believe that things are true that they almost, in human society, they become true. Like God existed, for example, like not many people believe it now. Well, obviously, fucking loads, but not anywhere near as many as they used to. Whereas 2,000 years ago, near enough, everybody in the world would have been religious. And as a result, that almost sort of makes God real in terms of human society. Like, you know, it's hard not to it's hard to argue at that point because it's like, well, fucking, how can everybody believe in it if it's not true? Which, you know, is, is sort of like a quite a logical argument until you get into the whole point of, well, can you prove it? And, th- and then, it, then it falls down. But belief sort of creates truth in human society. And, and that sort of ties into the, what I was talking about opinion earlier, that your interpretation of things and your agenda, they create truth within your own world which is pretty fucking fascinating, really, that, you know, you're using really sort of abstract stuff to create an actual picture of what the world looks like in your head. And it's quite amazing that people are able to do that. And I really starting to fucking melt my head now. (laughs) And the the thing's like, if you have an original idea, like, I don't know, a dinosaur... Made of Snickers called Graham, who only goes out on Fridays. I'd imagine no one's ever had that idea before. So that idea didn't exist. It wasn't true that that idea existed. But now I've had it. It will always be true that that idea existed. So it's something so bizarre that no one's ever thought of it. But now I've thought of it. It exists. And therefore, that is now true that that thing could exist. But But five minutes ago, it it didn't. Fucking hell, this is freaking cunting fucking deep stuff, isn't it? Jesus Christ. And look, going back to belief, you get things like the Mandela effect. If you don't know what the Mandela effect is, it's uh, an idea that loads of people remember something happening, even though it didn't. So loads of people remember that Nelson Mandela died in the 80s. But he didn't. He died in like 2013 or whatever it was. So loads of people believed that he died in the 80s. And there are so many people who believe that that maybe it sort of almost made it true. But obviously it wasn't true because he didn't. So, but there's theories that that maybe that like ties into like other worlds and, and like, you know, theories that there are multiple universes, you know, where there's loads of different versions of history happening. With slight differences, which does feed into quantum theory because it's all the atoms behaving differently. But fuck that, we're not getting into that. And things like fake news. If you put enough fake news out there, if you're fucking Donald Trump with your Russian troll farms behind you, fucking churning up fake news all the time, then you can create the truth. There's so many people believe it that you think it's true. It's like people believing that Eminem is like a decent guy And, you know, his songs mean something. They don't. They're nonsense and he's a cunt. But you can't fucking prove it. Because so many people believe that 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 isn't the case. And so many people believe that he's great. So they've almost made Eminem into being actually good through their belief, even though he's a cunt. (laughs) Isn't that fucking mad? Isn't that fucking mad? If you're sitting there thinking, how much weed did you smoke before doing this episode? It's none. I'm just... You know, really got into this fucking thing, and oh my god, it's hurting my head. But luckily, we don't have too far to go. I'm gonna try and push through quickly because fuck me. We're at 28 minutes now, although that'll be a bit shorter once I've edited. Let's go and fucking push through. Oh, yeah, okay. So, there'll there be people who have been sitting there all along thinking, I know things that are true. I know things that are true, and you haven't thought of it. Maths is true. That's what you say, you think, Alfie, maths is true. No way to deny it. Maths is true, like pure maths. Well, look, you've got me there. It sort of is true. There are undeniable qualities about maths that mean that you you can really struggle to actually argue with it, and that's why sort of maths goes forwards, not backwards, like science and politics and humanities. They go backwards and forwards, and they they get rid of stuff from the past and then and they add a bit of new stuff and then they take it away. Whereas maths methodically goes forward. Math, it builds up over time. Whereas science and humanities, they build up, and then they go back down, then they go back to where they were, then they go forward again. Whereas maths, sort of, you know, the first maths was, you know, one plus one equals two. And then, you know, you end up with fucking algebra and trigonometry and whatever fucking that's all about. But it, it always goes forward. Math is never disproved because it's a logical theory, which is sort of like Proven to be true in, in the use of logical models, but the problem is with that is that is sort of true, but it's actually not because it's all theoretical. So in terms of the human knowledge of truth, it doesn't really apply. Uh, and look, okay, so two plus two equals four. That's what I've got written down. Two plus two equals four. That is true. Yeah, no. Okay, I'm not going to argue with that. 2 plus 2 is 4. But what math is, is, is is it's really simplistic. So it, it's, it doesn't mention 2 of what. It doesn't, doesn't mention what those two things are. It's just 2 plus 2 equals 4. So it's just pure numbers. You can't apply it to the real world. So for example, if I was to say to you, I have two dogs, and then I have two more dogs. How many dogs do I have? You'd say... Four dogs. And then I say. Okay well. One of these dogs. Has no hind legs. And no tail. So how many dogs do I have now? You might still say four dogs. You might say slightly less than four dogs. It depends on what your definition of a dog is. God. I bet this sounds fucking mad right now. But you know, If you were to say your definition of a dog. You know. It's like a canine animal. With a head. Ears. Four legs. And a tail. You know that that dog with no hind legs and no tail is no longer a dog so you might have sort of like three and a bit dogs or just just less than four dogs so maths has to strip away dogs it just has to say there are two and there are two and that equals four because maths can't actually account for anything in the actual human real world because there are too many variables And unless you know all of the information about everything in the universe, then that maths will never work. The only way that maths would work is if you did know everything about the universe. And that sort of feeds into another thing that that someone told me that it is true previously, that if you were to get the equation for the Big Bang, so the mathematical equation on all the reactions between all the elements of the Big Bang, So all the particles and how they reacted with all of the other particles, if you knew that equation, you could follow that equation along of of how the chain reaction would go. And you could predict the existence of this podcast and me saying that because it's a mathematical equation and it's certain to happen. But things like fucking chaos theory, which is that random things happen in in large systems, which, which change everything. And also quantum theory, which is that there are several different ways it could have happened, and particles behave differently depending on the observer, that means that that isn't true. So you, you could, even if you knew everything that was there at the start of the universe, you still wouldn't be able to work out what was going to happen. So you still don't know that anything's true, really. That's that's essentially what I'm what I'm getting at. You still can't work out, you know, the, the, the future, even if you have all of the elements of the present in front of you, because you'd need to know everything that happens in the future to work to work backwards from fucking hell i don't even know if he sent i'm at the point where i don't even know if the sentences i'm saying are making sense i don't even know if they're real sentences that's where i'm at that's how melted my fucking brain is <coughs> so point is is that two plus two equals four unless you're talking about things that are real and then you can get into a serious fucking arguments about it and that is the same with things like well, with anything that you might say, that it it sort of appears to be true until it isn't. If you, you know, you know, if you were saying a piece of paper is white, you know, you probably be right, but there might be one fucking atom in there that is black, and as a result, that piece of paper isn't white. It's white with a bit of black on it. So it it's just your definitions as to what is and isn't acceptable. You know, how much detail you focus on can change whether something is true or not true which is fucking nuts really so we try to create truth through evidence that's 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 how we try and create it. we in the real world you have to provide evidence to suggest that something is true so that's what scientists do so you have to get loads of scientists to agree that something is true before it becomes scientifically true so all the scientists have to agree that evolution happened because there's evidence for it, so they can they can show all the all the fossils, and and how evolution's happened over years through, through historical, you know, carbon dating and all that sort of stuff. And then all the scientists will look at each other and they'll say, "Yeah, I think that's true." So once there's an agreement between all the people but about the evidence, then you can say that that thing is true. That's how we do it in science. But that's not always necessarily effective. So things like gravity, everyone thinks that gravity is real, but it's not. Gravity isn't real. There's not an invisible force pulling you down towards the earth. That's not the accepted scientific theory, but it was for ages. You know, Newton's theory of gravity was acceptable for ages. That was the truth. You know, you drop an apple, it falls to the ground. And you might say that is still true, but scientifically it's not because science now operates off, I think it's general relativity or special relativity, one of the two. It's an Einstein theory that. All things, all matter is moving through time against space and space and time is like a fabric and big objects like the earth create like a dent in that fabric. And as a result, as you go through, you sort of slide towards it because the dent is is pulling you down towards it. Like if you're sat in the center of a trampoline and someone puts a ball on the outside of the trampoline because you're sat in that fabric and you're heavy and you're pulling it down, the ball will roll towards you. That's essentially what gravity is. So gravity being real is something which most people believe to be true, but it isn't. What's real is space-time and mass creating dents in (laughs) space-time. Fuck me, this is nuts. Um, That is the truth, or the truth as far as we know, and I'm sure another scientific theory will come along and blow that out of the water, and then that will be true. So you can see how the truth is fluid. It doesn't necessarily exist in, in one state. And then in sort of society, we have legal rulings. You know, we have the law and the interpretation of the law. And we have decisions of judges, which basically operate on everything I've been talking about. The fact that some things are true and some things aren't. Some things are both true and untrue. Some things we can't call true because we don't, we don't know where it came from. You know, these are all things that lawyers use. They say they... they flip meanings on their heads they ask leading questions so lawyers are fucking doing this all the time they're creating truths and making them not true and then a judge decides what actually is true and then that becomes true for future court cases that's how the law works so our law and the way our morality is decided on the basis of truths made up by lawyers and then either accepted or not accepted by judges and then that's what creates what we believe to be sort of truth in society. But as soon as a judge comes along and makes a different decision, that then changes what the truth is. So the truth is in fluid and can't exist in actual fact until we've reached a theoretical point of society being finished. And then you look back on it and go, right, this is now what is true. And that applies to all of history. Well, that doesn't even work because depending on where you are in history, different things might be legally true. So the judge would, might make a decision one time maybe right about it. And then 200 years it's on, the judge overrules that original decision. So he changes the truth. But he's right also because things have changed. <laughs> Fuck me. This is nuts. I know i said that a lot, but I really feel like I, I'm, this is the weirdest and most out there podcast we've done so far. Despite it being really sort of like reasonably normal stuff in comparison to the balmy ideas I have normally. I just feel like this is really fucking... This is definitely the deepest fucking podcast we've ever had. Look, we're nearly at the end, so, you know, that's good. (laughs) Uh, Look, I guess the big idea... This is the big idea. This is what I'm trying to get at in terms of how life works and what you should do with your life. This is the only bit of advice I think I've even given on this podcast so far. But if you try and make decisions based on things that you know are true or if you try to make super logical decisions like pure logic with no regard for everything that i said that or, that these truths are fucking not secure so you're trying to make decisions on the basis of pure logic and that logic is based on the truth, but that truth actually doesn't exist, if you're trying to make decisions on the basis of that, then your chances are you're going to make a lot of wrong decisions. Because your conscious brain is not capable of processing all those truths correctly. And it doesn't even have the resources to because it doesn't even know what the truth is. So you're going to make some really fucking bad decisions. So what you need to do is you may need to make decisions on the basis of the relation to other people's idea of the truth so you need to look at all the different ideas of the truths that there are and come up with what you think is the best one either through logic or or sort of your gut feeling and your gut feeling is very interesting because it is actually a thing that only like what like one percent or whatever of the world is processed through your conscious brain the rest of it is published if published is processed through your unconscious brain and therefore If you trust your gut, that's basically the other 99% talking to you. Like your subconscious is talking to your conscious brain. And that's why sometimes you get a gut feeling. So if you go with your gut feeling, the chances are you're going to be a lot closer to the truth than you would be just using your conscious brain. Because the back of your mind is a chance to process it. That's why you get that feeling in your gut. I think that's true. So unless you're the person I talked about at the start, of the podcast which is a person who knows everything about the universe past present and future the chances are you don't have enough information to always make correct decisions which is why super clever people often end up being super fucking unhappy because they think that they are clever enough to make logical decisions based on the truth and therefore that will make them happy but it won't there are plenty Probably more the other end of the spectrum, you've got lots of really stupid, happy people because they make decisions on the basis of what they think and what their gut is. And that is, you're a lot like to be happier doing that. So if you bin off the concept of the truth and start sort of living your life as you see it in front of you. Then you're more likely to be happy rather than a load of random facts that you don't know are true or not. I think that's sort of the point. That go with your gut. I think that's what I'm getting at, really. Um, I didn't really have to do it in such a roundabout way, and I'm sorry if none of that made sense. I can't even work out if any of the sentences that I've said in this podcast have made sense. So hopefully that sort of worked, but maybe it didn't. But it's too late now. Uh, also. I was—I did actually like try and on my notepad. I did have some sort of like jokes to put in, but I mostly forgot to say them. So sorry about the lack of jokes. Um, and look, we'll call it a day there. Uh, like and subscribe the podcast. Tell all your friends. You know, follow on social media, all that jazz. And I'll see you next week for what will be a more placid less brain-hurty podcast, okay? Thank you.